Hello brothers and sisters, today is February the 27th. Um, working on my second video today to share with you because I have a dream that I've been holding for the last couple of days that was one of my favorite dreams by far. It was just uh, a really exciting dream and I'll share with you and you'll see why. But this dream kind of like all the dreams. It starts off, you know, kind of strange and then goes into this, um, hits kind of like a climax of this, you know, really exciting part. Well, I'm in this dorm room, like a heavenly school. And for some reason, all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm naked for some reason. Like, oh, so I helped put a blanket over me. And I remember it being like four or five in the morning. So the time was kind of important. Four or five in the morning. I think five, but I'm not sure. And, and then it gets really strange. I, I'm closed up. I got clothes on. So I walk outside. I'm at this heavenly school. And I kind of run into this, the most beautiful blonde girl that I've ever seen in my life. Um, now, she had the face of a brunette, but the hair of a blonde girl, if you can imagine that. But, I mean, if you can imagine your dream girl or your dream guy, like, running into them, this is what happened. And I'm told by the Holy Spirit to walk with her. Now, before I be right when he's kind of telling me to walk with her, I'm looking at her and I'm saying, well, she is way too pretty. She would never want to walk with me. Like, I just kind of wanted to not give up, but I was, like, turning around to walk away. Because, like, oh, like, she's out of my league, you know, like, she's just too beautiful. And as I do that, he says, kind of, just go with it, you know? Uh, so I was like, all right, well, I'll go with it. And so I'm kind of pretending that, okay, in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go with it, like you said. And then I'll pretend that she would like me and see how it feels, you know, to have somebody like so beautiful like me. And so we start to walk, and we walk to this classroom. And as we're walking to this classroom, brothers and sisters, we get in, and she kind of goes, and she goes, and she talks to... Uh, the teacher and I'm standing by this other person and I'm looking at a classroom a heavenly classroom full of people and I look above their head and I see this like kind of like a monitor uh, you know how the words kind of peer up in the air for no reason well it says something about Eden I know it's talking about the garden of Eden but I can't see the rest of the sentence I just see Eden real big so I go to the one of the kids sitting in the front row and I say hey for some reason I say Eden where like where at in Eden Kind of like hinting to me that me and this girl would be in Eden, the Garden of Eden. And so we leave this classroom and I notice that like out in the distance she has a like a apartment, like a kind of heavenly school dorm apartment kind of where she would go. And we start to walk. And as we walk, this time she all of a sudden appears on my right. And we're kind of, uh, you know, before I was kind of away from her because I was like, oh, yeah, she's out of my league. I might be going to try, you know. <laughs> so I'm like far away and I'm like, but this time all of a sudden out of nowhere she appears right next to me and our hands are swinging and she goes from my hand like she likes me like she's grabbing my hand and she we hold hands I'm like oh, okay I'll just go with this you know we're holding hands and and all of a sudden we get excited and she gets excited and we start to run towards her and I don't know if this has any Hebrew like custom or uh, you know some symbolic nature I'm not sure but really think about this because it was really exciting we, we start to she wants to jog. She's all happy. She's like very excited. Like it's kind of like we had a date and we hit it off. And she's going and we're. She starts to jog, like run towards her apartment, and she wants me to run with her. So I start to run with her, and all of a sudden, in between us is either well, all of them. It's um, it's God. It's the Holy Spirit, Jesus. You know, God says, "If two or more gather in my name, there will He be also." So I noticed that at first I didn't know who it was, and I there's a guy in between us. And we start to run, and I start to run real fast to stay with her, you know, to kind of, I'm a person really, um, you know, no matter who it is, I don't like to be beaten anything, really uh, competitive. But no matter how fast I ran, this person in the middle stayed with me, and I'm like, you know, 
thinking to myself, oh, okay, I know who it is. And so, and we get to this place, and me and this, and he's kind of just out of my view. When we were running, he was next to my left, but I wasn't really worried about what he looked like. I was just trying to, you know, um, get there kind of quick. And so as we get to her place, she goes in, we're kind of watching her go in, and all of a sudden, me and him are standing out in front of her place. She's then went into her, her apartment, and he kind of backed about behind me a little bit where I can't see what he looks like even though I want to but I can't see what he looks like and all of a sudden in this heavenly dream I could take it into a vision in this heavenly dream and I'm looking kind of and I see in front of my eyes a whole different scene he shows me glorified me but at the time yeah I was glorified well I had a bunch of clothes on right like my regular clothes on but I was looking at myself and, I, and she's in my arms I'm holding her in my arms she has like her head by my heart you know, and I'm holding her in my arms and I'm looking at me. And the first thing I thought of was, okay, am I fat in my, <laughs> in my glorified body? Am I overweight or how do I look? You know, I'm kind of trying to check myself out and look at her and see what she kind of looks like, you know. And, and I'm, I'm looking at me and I see my regular clothes on, but I can't see my face because my face is glowing like a, is glorified, like a sun, like a little sun. You know how I can see this, the light from my face? But I couldn't see my I saw my clothes and she was the same way I couldn't see her face at that particular time because she was also her face was also a son and I'm he's showing me the Holy Spirit Jesus God there they're showing me this us together and I'm looking at us and I'm holding here we're all happy in front of this house like we had just got married or something not married but we were just come like we just I'll explain to you in a second like hey so we're, we're standing there and my light gets bigger. It started off on my face and it started off on her face. My light gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Her light from her face starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And for a second, if you can imagine it, our lights start to engulf one another. My light gets bigger. Her light gets bigger. My light gets bigger. Before you know it, it's like lower than my knees and it's covering my feet and it's way above my head. Then pretty soon, brothers and sisters, our two lights got so big that we became one sun we became one star we became one glorified unit and I knew as I was watching this that we had became one flesh one flesh and it was beautiful and then I thought back into that classroom when I was being shown something about Eden and then I'm being shown that we're becoming one flesh brothers and sisters you, the world is not what you think it is you know what you've been taught all these years is not completely the way God, God is has God has so many mysteries and, and things in store for us. It's going to blow your mind. It really is. And so as I'm standing there, you know, the division starts to, after I see us like standing on like one sun, it starts to kind of fade away, fade away. And the vision kind of ends, but it's still kind of in my eyes. And I didn't know this person was God at the time. So I'm like, he start, I, I hear him and I kind of feel him walk to my side, but I didn't want to mess up the vision. So I'm like, oh, but I know he was kind of trying to get my attention kind of like, and I was like, but I didn't know who it was. So I said, oh. Um, I'm, I'm having a vision right now. I'm having a vision right now. Kind of like, you know, I don't want to be rude to you, but I, I, you know, I'm having a vision. I'll, I'm talking in a second. You know what I mean? And I said, I'm having a vision. And it's ending. He's like, with the most sweetest, beautiful voice. You know, he says, I know. Like, you know, like the Holy Spirit and Jesus would be like, I know. Like, I'm doing it. I'm the one giving you the vision. I should know. You know? He's like, I know. And it's ending. And it's ending. And and then I think that was pretty much it. Like that ends. And so, brothers and sisters, God is revealing so much 
stuff to us. Please be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Please be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And that's not it. As far as that, I was told that my colors were blue and green. Now, I had a flash vision of a sun. Now, I saw a blue and green sun. It was blue and green all swirled together like there's patches of blue, like fluorescent blue, patches of green all swirled together. And around, can you imagine our sun? Could you imagine our sun being about 10 times bigger than what it is, but it being beautiful fluorescent blue and green? And then around the sun is a ring of a solid, looks solid to me, a solid rainbow. And I knew that that's, that star was me. And from this vision that I've seen that the Holy Ghost showed me, I think it was me and her, the blue and green. And for a confirmation, I went for a walk, right? Do my little praise walk. And I'm usually seeing, remember that last time I was thinking about a white stone and I found a white, big old white stone where it should, shouldn't have been where I always walk. It was like a crystal white stone that we don't even have that kind of rock around here. Okay, well, I went for a walk and like right where the rock was um, on the walkway, was a blue and green fluorescent swirled perfectly round spear ball for confirmation i start to laugh i start to crack i was i was like wow thank you praise god oh my goodness like so many confirmations god is loving us loving up on his children so much right now brothers and sisters no i do have a few flash dreams and some of them some of the flash dreams go with this this dream i saw a man and i saw a woman a bride and I saw this bride take off and like jump into the, the groom's arms. Like she ran to him and she jumped in his arms and you could tell that she loved him so much. And we know that it's symbolic of the, the bride of Christ about to jump into the arms of our Savior. In another short dream, brothers and sisters, I met up with family, a brother that I have in heaven that I wasn't my brother on the earth in the flesh. But he was my brother in heaven and he was so excited to see me. He was standing there with his eternal companion. And I've seen them in another dream or vision, and they have a child. Um, he was really like blonde, like, like curly hair, like um, something like you imagine, like Michael, you know, kind of look to him. But she was like kind of dark skin, like, um, I don't know, she's just dark skin, really beautiful type, um, like kind of like Egyptian style looking, you know what I mean? Like a like darker complexion. And they were sitting there, and like they were meeting me, and the child was meeting me. And then we went and we had fun. And they were making me cry because I've never really had family in this in this this in this this life, you know. But they were letting me know how much family I had there, and we were having we're spending time together, and we were doing family things, you know, like him and his his, his companion. They loved each other. They were dancing with each other, like just for fun and showing they were dancing. And we went in this ride, like this um, roller coaster ride, and it was so fun. Like we went through this jungle, and they were like, "Okay, now they're." In this ride, the angels had it set up to where they had a one, or, like a couple angels, um, but the ride was going so fast, like if you weren't paying attention, you would miss them. Uh, it's kind of like where's Waldo? Like it's like where's the angel? <laughs> and like, so I got on this ride, this roller coaster. We're riding through this like jungle, and you, you go so fast, but you finally get to a point to where you saw like a platform to the left, and you like see like a little angel with wings, and like he was like dancing on the on the platform, and you spot him, you know, and you keep on going. It was like a fun roller coaster ride. Uh, and another one I had, it was really interesting. We know that Israel is more like desert, right? But, you know, it has its places, you know, where there's more vegetation and stuff on it. But I remember that I was actually going on a mission, getting on a plane 
headed to Israel. Now, and I was telling them that I am, I am uh, a blood descendant of Israel, and I was excited about going. And this is what I was telling them in the dream for some reason. And as I'm talking to them, I, I noticed that we are going on a mission at this particular time to the jungle in Israel. Now, isn't that something? Now, there is no jungle there now, of course, brothers and sisters. But when God makes everything new, and that dead sea becomes a live sea, and the waters flow out, and that place starts to grow vegetation and gets beautified by the Savior, when He reigns there for a thousand years, or in the New Jerusalem, but it's you know there's going to be a New Jerusalem and an Old Jerusalem, but though the earth will be beautified, brothers and sisters, and guess what? That will, you will probably have jungles in the outskirts of Israel. You know, and Israel will probably not be as small as it is now. It'll probably be like, a, um, um, you know, like a, a, a lot of them Arabic nations right there. They'll probably have like some of that will probably be included in the old territory, the biblical territory of Israel. It's not going to be like it is now. It'll be a lot bigger. You know, probably, you know, when you want to imagine the, the, uh, the, those big rivers right there, like um, the Tiger and Euphrates and all that. That's probably all going to be Israeli land, if I remember correctly. And I was actually going on a mission, and I was knew that I was going into a jungle. So how exciting is that? Also, I believe that there might be an old man. When I say old man, they're older gentlemen that is watching the videos. I saw him give his life to Christ. I don't know who he was, but I saw him give his life to Christ, and, and he was completely changed. I saw him um, as a new creation in Jesus Christ, and he stood there, and he, he glowed with the radiance of a, of a reborn person. And I don't know who he was, but it was a really a happy part of my dream, and I just want to share that with you. Now, on a more negative note, I also had a dream to where I saw uh, somebody was hiding under a bed. This is probably during the tribulation. And as this person was hiding under this bed, I saw a group of giants, I'm talking giants, uh, swarm into her house and were looking for her to, I think, eat her or kill her, one of the two. Yeah, but they were like all coming to her house. She was so scared and she was hiding under her bed. There are still a few things that I don't think the Lord would want me to talk about, even though I want to tell you guys everything because I'm the kind of person, I don't like um, keeping things to myself, but the Lord has me keep a lot of things to myself because... You know, it's about bringing souls to Christ. But we're getting to a point now where we're getting so close to the rapture taking place that we can't really be holding back. But there are certain things that are not ne necessary for you to know that are, you know, that go towards your salvation. So it's not important. What's important are the basics, really. But I'm letting you know certain things to get you encouraged and get you excited that the mysteries are being revealed to us and that we have such great and marvelous things waiting for us in heaven. The Savior truly is the Creator. He, God created by His Word and His Word was Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is a master builder. He is a master creator. And, you know, please repent of your sins. Ask God to forgive you. Forgive others. Love your brothers and sisters. Don't scoff. Don't mock. You know, when they give you their opinions or they give you their beliefs or they give you what they heard from the Lord, don't scoff. What you do is you look at it, you understand it, you go to the Lord, you say, Lord, is this true? Is this not true? And you love them. You know, you don't, there's this, people go to people's channels and they say, oh, I got to pitch you in line. And they say these things and they're saying, God wants me to go to these channels and pitch you in line and pitch you in line. You, if you believe that you are wrong you are deceived you know that is not your calling to judge 
you know, you are not called to go and scoff. You are not called to go and mock. You are not called to go and put people in line. You need to take the rod out of your own eye before you can see fit to do anything to your brother. So I say unto you, brothers and sisters, to keep the commandments, be obedient, to love God with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, to do unto others as you, as you would want them to do unto you. Brothers and sisters, to work. Don't be lukewarm. You know, don't be spewed out of the Lord's mouth. Don't get there and think, you, you know, in front of the Savior and be so excited and Him look at you and be like, I never knew you. Depart hence. Because faith to believe without works is dead and profits you nothing. It doesn't matter if you say the words. It doesn't matter if you say the words. You aren't, when you are truly saved is when you stand before God and you endure to the end. He that endures to the end is saved. And brothers and sisters, for those of us who are doing these things and are about to be caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the twinkling of an eye, you know, this will be the end of this world for us and the start of a new age. And I told you guys that new age was because the Lord told me. He called it the age of the rock of our salvation, Jesus. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. Jesus is the master builder. Jesus is the word of God brothers and sisters Jesus speaks things into existence because he has been given the authority by the Father the Almighty Father the Most High God if you are walking in sin brothers I ask you to repent to repent brothers and sisters for the kingdom of God cometh. the kingdom of God is about here Jesus Christ is there though you can't see him he's there there's a veil there placed over your mind brothers and sisters to, to stop you from seeing the spiritual world but to be absent from the body is to be present with God brothers and sisters he is there why do you think that you're receiving so many more dreams and visions? Because He is there in the Holy Spirit. I was also told this, brothers and sisters, that the Holy Spirit is pulsating. So what I believe is going on is that it's pulsating the Spirit to you. And when you receive that pulsation of the Spirit, you are actually getting downloaded dreams and visions. Okay? You are actually, the Spirit is actually giving you these dreams and visions along with angels and stuff like that, your guardians and all this kind of stuff. But I tell you, the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus is there. Though you can't see him, he's there. He is at your door knocking. But you need to open the door. No sin, no porn, masturbation. Um, no sin is worth staying here for tribulation. No sin is worth that. Repent of your sins. Turn to the only person that can save you. Jesus Christ. Jesus is the door. He is the only person that can get you eternal life. Yes, your body will live on forever, but your body will not live in heaven with the Father if you do not make it. Your body will forever live in hell and be tormented by fire in outer darkness, brothers and sisters, where your skin will continue to melt, melt off but grow back because you are an eternal being. You are an eternal being. Your body will be immortal. But where will your immortal body lie for time and all eternity? This life is but the twinkling of an eye. This life is but a dream. You know, it's a snap of a finger, and this life is over with. And what you do right here in this snap of the finger depicts where you're at for time and all eternity. Brothers and sisters, yes, we are all guaranteed the gift uh, as followers of Christ. We are all given the same gift of eternal life and receiving an immortal body. But the Lord says to treasure up treasures in heaven and he says in Daniel 12 3 those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament but those who bring many to righteousness 
as the stars forever and ever. Brothers and sisters, we are talking about a different degrees of glory. As you look out into the night sky and you see that little twinkling way off in the air and you see that little light. Now, when that sun comes out during the day, it's huge, right? It's in front of your face. You're like, wow, the sun's big and it's, it's giving you all this glorious light and it's warming you. That's a star. That's a sun. But the brightness of the firmament is the twinkling of these little stars out there. So take that little twinkling of a star and you take a sun during the day and put it next to it. Which one do you want to be? Do you want to be that little twinkling of a star or do you want to be that sun? Brothers and sisters, that is the difference. God promises you that if you bring many to righteousness and you do exactly what he says, that you can shine as the brightness of the sun, of a star. So brothers and sisters, I say shine forth. Let your light, the light of Christ, shine forth to all men who see you and know that you are a follower of the Master, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, Lord of lords, Adonai, our Savior, Jesus Christ. I love all of you when I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. When I became a man, I put away childish things. But before I became a man, I didn't always fit the shoes of a king. I was so lost and alone, listening to a world that said, do it on your own. Jesus was an afterthought. This world was my home, bumping Marshall Mathers in my car like, yeah, I'm grown. Forget putting God first. I was the Lord of my own throne. And searching for satisfaction is all that I'd known. Because before I became a man, I was just another middle-class clone. But when I became a man, I woke up. I stopped wasting my life, hoping and wishing that a better life would just show up. I started listening to my mom, and for so long said, son, you need to grow up. So I grew up, and then the thought of an average life made me want to throw up. So I threw up. Yeah, I threw up my hands and said, God, I'm tired of being a boy. I'm ready to be a man. Because one day, when my son takes my hand, I want him to know that it's not about what his dad said. It's about where his dad stands. I want him to know that I believe in a God who inspires us to have big dreams and bigger plans. I want them to know that, son, if God is for you, the naysayers of this world do not stand a chance because there's a difference between being a boy and being a man. When I became a man, I was ridiculed and laughed at. Whispers behind my back like, is he really like that? He must be uneducated. I was put down and degraded. Friendships lost. Relationships faded only because I chose to live the life for which I'd been created. It's funny how when you mention Jesus, you're suddenly hated. It's funny because that's the same people who came back around years later when they saw me in the paper doing things with my life and giving glory to my Savior. And then I get a text, an email, a call. My life is in ruins. Can we talk at all? Yeah, we can talk. Because I'm still here. But I'm just going to tell you about Jesus, even if it's not what you want to hear. But I'm guessing that you already knew that I would, because you used to make fun of me for it. Misunderstood. So tell me about your life, and I'll tell you about your need for Christ. And we can keep our conversation secret. Your texts about wanting to know more about Jesus, don't worry. No one will see it. But I hope one day you see fit to step out of the pit that you're trapped in and run to Jesus to take his hand and find a life filled with purpose and passion. As for the jokes that you cracked when I took a stand, don't worry about it. Life isn't easy when you leave the boys to become a man. When I became a man, I 
did away with the notion of living for the weekend because I looked at society and all I saw was weak men getting up on Monday, dying for Friday, traveling in leased cars on the highways and byways like material things is all that defines me. Headed to cubicle jobs, trying to climb the ladder, clinging to money like it's all that matters. Boys who never became men, stuck forever in the past tense, trapped in spiritual adolescence. I became a man, I looked at my peers and said, I do not want to be like them. Clinging to the latest trend, dying to fit in, judging each other by the cars that they're in. He's the man, he drives the bins. I became a man. I said, I want something more for my life. More than getting wasted under neon lights on Friday nights, only to wake up on Saturday morning with plans to do it again. There are too many boys in this world and not enough men. I became a man. I said that when I leave this world, I want my life to have had purpose. So I stopped wasting my life on things that are worthless. Every minute on the couch in front of the TV was a wasted moment and a journey that should be defining me. A journey of forming a legacy. And I didn't want that legacy to be neglected. So I looked at this world and I didn't accept it. I'm not going to be who you want me to be. No, I absolutely reject it. I became a man. I picked up my cross and put down my shame. My sins were forgiven in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, my sin will forever remain an afterthought of who I used to be, but no longer am because God saw fit to crucify the Lamb so that I could land in his ocean of grace and find my rest in his holy place because he took my place. He took my nails. He took my hell. He took my cross. He took it all because he had a plan, and for the first time I saw it when I became a man. You've come in the final day. Knowing God has held you in reserve six thousand years. Me?